Section 23 of The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Morgan Scorpion. The Anatomy of Melancholy, Volume 2, by Robert Burton. Section 23. Partition 2, Section 3, Member 3. Part two. Yea, but their present estate crucifies and torments most mortal men. They have no such forecast to see what may be, what shall likely be, but what is, though not wherefore or from whom. Hoc anget. Their present misfortunes grind their souls, and an envious eye which they cast upon other men's prosperities. Vicinumque pecus grandius uber habet. How rich, how fortunate, how happy is he! But in the meantime he doth not consider the other miseries, his infirmities of body and mind, that accompany his estate, but still reflects upon his own false-conceived woes and wants, whereas if the matter were duly examined, he is in no distress at all, he hath no cause to complain. Tolle querulus Pauper enim non est qui rerum sopetit usus. Then cease complaining, friend, and learn to live. He is not poor to whom kind fortune grants, even with a frugal hand, what nature wants. He is not poor, he is not in need. Nature is content with bread and water. And he that can rest satisfied with that may contend with Jupiter himself for happiness. In that golden age, somnus dedit umbra salubres, potum quoque lubricus amnis. The tree gave wholesome shade to sleep under, and the clear rivers drink. The Israelites drank water in the wilderness. Samson, David, Saul, Abraham's servant, when he went for Isaac's wife, the Samaritan woman, and how many besides might I reckon up? Egypt, Palestine, whole countries in the Indies, that drank pure water all their lives. The Persian kings themselves drank no other drink than the water of Chaospis that runs by Susa, which was carried in bottles after them, whithersoever they went. Jacob desired no more of God, but bread to eat, and clothes to put on in his journey. Genesis 28.20 Bene es quidedus obtulit parca quod satis est manu. Bread is enough to strengthen the heart. And if you study philosophy aright, saith Mordorensis, whatsoever is beyond this moderation is not useful but troublesome. Agellius out of Euripides accounts bread and water enough to satisfy nature, of which there is no surfeit. The rest is not a feast, but a riot. Hierome esteems him rich that hath bread to eat and a potent man that is not compelled to be a slave. Hunger is not ambitious, so that it hath to eat, and thirst doth not prefer a cup of gold. It was no Epicurean speech of an Epicure. He that is not satisfied with a little will never have enough, and very good counsel of him in the poet, O my son, mediocrity of means agrees best with men, too much is pernicious. Divitii grandes homini sunt vivere parque, I cor animal. 
and if thou canst be content, thou hast abundance. Nihil est, nihil deest. Thou hast little, thou wantest nothing. Tis all one to be hanged in a chain of gold, or in a rope, to be filled with dainties or coarser meat. Si ventri beni, si latteri, pedibusque tuis, nil divitii poterunt regales adere majus. If belly, sides and feet be well at ease, a prince's treasure can thee no more please. Socrates in a fair, seeing so many things bought and sold, such a multitude of people convented to that purpose, exclaimed forthwith, O ye gods, what a sight of things do not I want! Tis thy want alone that keeps thee in health of body and mind, and that which thou persecutest and abhorrest as a feral plague is thy physician and chiefest friend, which makes thee a good man, a healthful, a sound, a virtuous, an honest and happy man. For when virtue came from heaven, as the poet feigns, rich men kicked her up, wicked men abhorred her, courtiers scoffed at her, citizens hated her, and that she was thrust out of doors in every place. She came at last to her sister Poverty, where she had found good entertainment. Poverty and virtue dwell together. O vitae tuta facultas, pauperis, angustique lares, o munera nondum intellecta deum. How happy art thou, if thou couldst be content! Godliness is a great gain. If a man can be content with that which he hath, 1 Timothy 6, 6, and all true happiness is in a mean estate. I have a little wealth, as he said. Sed quas animus magnus facit, a kingdom in conceit. Nil amplius opto, my anate, nisi ut propria haec mahae munua faxis. I have enough, and desire no more. Dei bene fecerunt in opis me quodque pusili, fecerunt animi. Tis very well, and to my content. Vestum et fortunum concinam potius quam laxum probo. Let my fortune and my garments be both alike fit for me. And which Sebastian Foscarinus, sometimes Duke of Venice, caused to be engraven on his tomb in St. Mark's Church. Hear, O ye Venetians, and I will tell you which is the best thing in the world. To contemn it. I will engrave it in my heart. It shall be my whole study to contemn it. Let them take wealth, stercorus stercus amet, so that I may have security. Bene qui latuit, bene vixit. Though I live obscure, yet I live clean and honest. And when, as the lofty oak is blown down, the silky reed may stand. Let them take glory, for that's their misery. Let them take honour, so that I may have heart's ease. Duc me, O Jupiter, et tu fatum, etc., Lead me, O God, whither thou wilt. I am ready to follow. Command, I will obey. I do not envy at their wealth, titles, offices. Stet qui cunque volet potens, aulae culminae lubrico, me dulcis saturet quies. Let me live quiet and at ease. Eremus fortasse, as he comforted himself, quando illi non erunt. When they are dead and gone, and all their pomp vanished, our memory may flourish. Dant perennes stemata non peritura musai. Let him be my lord, patron, baron, earl, 
and possess so many goodly castles. Tis well for me that I have a poor house, and a little wood, and a well by it, etc. His me consular victorum suavius, axi quasto avus pater atque meus, paterusque recent, with which I feel myself more truly blessed, than if my sires the Christ's power possessed. I live, I thank God, as merrily as he, and triumph as much in this my mean estate, as if my father and uncle had been Lord Treasurer, or my Lord Mayor. He feeds of many dishes, I of one, qui Christum curat, non multum curat quam de preciosis hibis certus conficiat. What care I of what stuff my excrements be made? He that lives according to nature cannot be poor, and he that exceeds can never have enough. Totus non sufficit orbis. The whole world cannot give him content. A small thing that the righteous have is better than the riches of the ungodly. Psalms 37.19 And better is a poor morsel with quietness than abundance with strife. Proverbs 17.7 be content then, enjoy thyself, and as Chrysostom adviseth, be not angry for what thou hast not, but give God hearty thanks for what thou hast received. Stidat oluscula, mensa minuscula, pace referta, ne pete grandia, lotaque prandia, lite repleta. But what wantest thou to expostulate the matter? Or what hast thou not better than a rich man? Health, competent wealth, children, security, sleep, friends, liberty, diet, apparel, and what not, or at least mayst have, the means being so obvious, easy, and well known, for as he inculcated to himself, vitam quae faciant beatiorum, jucundissime martialis, haec sunt, res non parta labore, sed relicta, nis nunquam, etc. I say again, thou hast, or at least mayst have, if thou wilt thyself, and that which I am sure he wants, a merry heart. Passing by a village in the territory of Milan, says St. Augustine, I saw a poor beggar that had got belike his belly full of meat, jesting and merry. I sighed, and said to some of my friends that were then with me, What a deal of trouble, madness, pain and grief do we sustain and exaggerate unto ourselves, to get that secure happiness which this poor beggar hath prevented us of, and which we, peradventure, shall never have. For that which he hath now attained with the begging of some small pieces of silver, a temporal happiness, and present heart's ease, I cannot compass with all my careful windings, and running in and out. And surely the beggar was very merry, but I was heavy. He was secure, but I timorous. And if any man should ask me now, whether I had rather be merry, or still so solicitous and sad, I should say merry. If he should ask me again, whether I had rather be as I am, or as this beggar was, I should sure choose to be as I am, tortured still with cares and fears, but out of peevishness, and not out of truth. That which St. Augustine said of himself here in this place, I may truly say to thee, thou discontented wretch, thou covetous niggard, thou churl, Though ambitious and swelling toad, tis not want but peevishness which is the cause of thy woes. Settle thine affection, thou hast enough. Denique sit finis querendi, quoque habius plus, pauperium meturus minus, 
et finiri laborem incipias, parto quod avibas utere. Make an end of scraping, purchasing this manor, this field, that house, for this and that child. Thou hast enough for thyself and them. Quod petis hic est, est ulubris, animus de te non deficit equus. Tis at hand, at home already, which thou so earnestly seekest. But, O si angulus ille, proximus accedat, qui nunc denormat agelum. O oh, that I had but that one nook of ground, that field there, that pasture, O oh, si venom argente force quis mihi monstret, O oh, that I could but find a pot of money now, to purchase, etc., to build me a new house, to marry my daughter, place my son, etc., Oh, if I might but live a while longer to see all things settled, some two or three years, I would pay my debts, make all my reckonings even. But they are come and past, and thou hast more business than before. O oh, madness, to think to settle that in thine old age, when thou hast more, which in thy youth thou canst not now compose, having but a little. Pyrrhus would first conquer Africa, and then Asia, et tum suaviter aegere, and then live merrily and take his ease. But when Cineas the orator told him he might do that already, id jam posse fiere, rested satisfied, condemning his own folly. Si parva licet componere magnus, thou mayst do the like, and therefore be composed in thy fortune. Thou hast enough. He that is wet in a bath can be no more wet if he be flung into Tiber, or into the ocean itself. And if thou hadst all the world, or a solid mass of gold as big as the world, thou canst not have more than enough. Enjoy thyself at length, and that which thou hast. The mind is all. Be content. Thou art not poor, but rich, and so much the richer as Censorinus well writ to Corellius, quanto parciora optas, non quo plura possides, in wishing less, not having more. I say then, non agice opes, sed minue cubiditates, tis Epicurus's advice, add no more wealth, but diminish thy desires. And as Chrysostom well seconds him, si vis ditari, contemne divitias. That's true plenty, not to have, but not to want riches, non habere sed non indigere, vera abundantia, tis more glory to contemn than to possess, et nihil agere esteorum, and to want nothing is divine. How many deaf, dumb, halt, lame, blind, miserable persons could I reckon up that are poor, and withal distressed, in imprisonment, banishment, galley slaves, condemned to the mines, quarries, to gyves, in dungeons, perpetual thraldom, than all which thou art richer. Thou art more happy, to whom thou art able to give an alms, a lord in respect, a petty prince, be contented, then I say, repine and mutter no more, for thou art not poor indeed, but in opinion. Yea, but this is very good counsel, and rightly applied to such as have it, and will not use it, that have a competency, that are able to work and get their living by the sweat of their brows, by their trade, that have something yet. He that hath birds may catch birds, but what shall we do that are slaves by nature? impotent and unable to help ourselves, mere beggars, that languish and pine away, that have no means at all, no hope of means, no trust of delivery, 
or of better success, as those old Britons complained to their lords and masters, the Romans, oppressed by the Picts. Mare ad barbaros, barbari ad mare. The barbarians drove them to the sea. The sea drove them back to the barbarians. Our present misery compels us to cry out and howl, to make our moan to rich men. They turn us back with a scornful answer to our misfortune again, and will take no pity of us. They commonly overlook their poor friends in adversity. If they chance to meet them, they voluntarily forget and will take no notice of them. They will not. They cannot help us. Instead of comfort, they threaten us, miscall, scoff at us. To aggravate our misery, give us bad language. Or if they do give good words, what's that to relieve us? According to that of Thales, facile est alios monere. Who cannot give good counsel? Tis cheap, it costs them nothing. It is an easy matter when one's belly is full to declaim against fasting. Qui sato est pleno laudat jejunia ventre. Does the wild ass bray when he hath grass, or loweth the ox when he hath fodder? Job 6.5. Neque enum populo romano, quidquam potest esse latius. No man living, so jocund, so merry as the people of Rome when they had plenty. But when they came to want, to be hunger-starved, neither shame nor laws nor arms nor magistrates could keep them in obedience. Seneca pleaded hard for poverty and so did those lazy philosophers. But in the meantime he was rich. They had wherewithal to maintain themselves. But doth any poor man extol it? There are those, saith Bernard, that approve of a mean estate, but on that condition they never want themselves, and some again are meek so long as they may say or do what they list. But if occasion be offered, how far are they from all patience? I would to God, as he said, no man should commend poverty, but he that is poor or he that so much admires it, would relieve, help, or ease others. Nunc sinos audis, atque est divinus Apollo, dic mihi, qui numus non habet, unde petat. Now if thou hearst us, and art a good man, tell him that wants to get means, if you can. But no man hears us. We are most miserably dejected, the scum of the world, Vix habet in nobis jam nova plaga locum. We can get no relief, no comfort, no succour. Et nihil in veni quod mihi ferret opum. We have tried all means, yet find no remedy. No man living can express the anguish and bitterness of our souls, but we that endure it. We are distressed, forsaken, in torture of body and mind, in another hell, and what shall we do? When Crassus, the Roman consul, warred against the Parthians, after an unlucky battle fought, he fled away in the night, and left four thousand men, sore sick and wounded in his tents, to the fury of the enemy, which, when the poor men perceived, clamoribus et ululatibus omnia complerunt, they made lamentable moan, and roared downright as loud as Homer's Mars when he was hurt, which the noise of ten thousand men could not drown, and all for fear of present death. But our estate is far more tragical and miserable, much more to be deplored, and far greater cause have we to lament. The devil and the world persecute us. All good fortune hath forsaken us. We are left to the rage of beggary, cold, hunger, 
thirst, nastiness, sickness, irksomeness, to continue all torment, labour, and pain, to derision and contempt, bitter enemies all, and far worse than any death. Death alone we desire, death we seek, yet cannot have it, and what shall we do? Quod male fers, asuexque, feres bene. Accustom thyself to it, and it will be tolerable at last. Yea, but I may not, I cannot, in me consumpsit vires fortuna nocendo. I am in the extremity of human adversity, and as a shadow leaves the body when the sun is gone, I am now left and lost, and quite forsaken of the world. Qui jacet in terror, non habet unde cadat. Comfort thyself with this yet. Thou art at the worst, and before it be long it will either overcome thee or thou it. If it be violent, it cannot endure. Outsolvetur, outsolvet. Let the devil himself and all the plagues of Egypt come upon thee at once. Ne tu cede malis, sed contra ordentio ito. Be of good courage. Misery is virtue's whetstone. Serpens, citis, ardor, arenae. Dulcia virtuti, as Cato told his soldiers marching in the deserts of Lebia. Thirst, heat, sands, serpents, were pleasant to a valiant man. Honourable enterprises are accompanied with dangers and damages, as experience evinceth. They will make the rest of thy life relish the better. But put case they continue, thou art not as so poor as thou wast born, and as some hold, much better to be pitied than envied. But be it so thou hast lost all, poor thou art, dejected, in pain of body, grief of mind, thine enemies insult over thee, thou art as bad as Job. Yet tell me, saith Chrysostom, was Job or the devil the greater conqueror? Surely, Job, the devil had his goods, he sat on the muck-hill and kept his good name, he lost his children, health, friends, but kept his innocency, he lost his money, but he kept his confidence in God, which was better than any treasure. Do thou then, as Job did, triumph as Job did, and be not molested as every fool is, said qua ratione potero. How shall this be done? Chrysostom answered, Facili si coelum cogitaveris. With great facility, if thou shalt but meditate on heaven. Hannah wept sore, and troubled in mind could not eat. But why weepest thou, said Elkanah her husband, and why eatest thou not? Why is thine heart troubled? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? And she was quiet. Thou art here vexed in this world, but say to thyself, Why art thou troubled, O my soul? Is not God better to thee than all temporalities and momentary pleasures of the world? Be then pacified. And though thou beest now peradventure in extreme want, it may be tis for thy further good, to try thy patience, as it did Job's, and exercise thee in this life. Trust in God, and rely upon him, and thou shalt be crowned in the end. What's this life to eternity? The world hath forsaken thee, thy friends and fortunes all are gone. Yet know this, that the very hairs of thine head are numbered. That God is a spectator of all thy miseries. He sees thy wrongs, woes, and wants. 
"'Tis his good will and pleasure it should be so, "'and he knows better what is for thy good than thou thyself. "'His providence is over all, at all times. "'He hath set a guard of angels over us, "'and keeps us as the apple of his eye.' Psalms 27.8 Some he doth exalt, prefer, bless with worldly riches, honours, offices, and preferments. As so many glistering stars he makes to shine above the rest. Some he doth miraculously protect from thieves, incursions, sword, fire, and all violent mischances. And as the poet feigns of that Lycian Pandarus, Lycaon's son, when he shot at Menelaus the Grecian with a strong arm and deadly arrow. Pallas, as a good mother, keeps flies from her child's face asleep, turned by the shaft, and made it hit on the buckle of his girdle. So some he solicitously defends, others he exposeth to danger, poverty, sickness, want, misery. He chastiseth and corrects, as to him seems best, in his deep, unsearchable, and secret judgment. And all for our good, the tyrant took the city, saith Chrysostom. God did not hinder it, led them away captives, so God would have it. He bound them, God yielded to it, flung them into the furnace. God permitted it, heat the oven hotter, it was granted. And when the tyrant had done his worst, God showed his power and the children's patience. He freed them. So can he thee, and can help in an instant, when it seems to him good. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for though I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall lighten me. Remember all those martyrs, what they have endured, the utmost that human rage and fury could invent, with what patience they have borne, with what willingness embraced it. Though he kill me, saith Job, I will trust in him. Justus inexpugnabilis as Chrysostom holds, a just man is impregnable, and not to be overcome. The gout may hurt his hands, lameness his feet, convulsions may torture his joints, but not rectum mentum. His soul is free. Nempe pecus rem lectos, argentum tolius licet, in manicis et compedibus saibo tenias custode. Perhaps you mean my cattle, money, movables, or land. Then take them all. But slave, if I command, a cruel jailer shall thy freedom seize. Take away his money, his treasure is in heaven. Banish him his country, he is an inhabitant of that heavenly Jerusalem. Cast him into bands, his conscience is free. Kill his body, it shall rise again. He fights with a shadow that contends with an upright man. He will not be moved. Si fractis illabato orbis, impavidum feriant ruinae. Though heaven itself should fall on his head, he will not be offended. He is impenetrable, as an anvil hard, as constant as Job. If se Deus simul atque volet me solvet opinor, a god shall set me free whene'er I please. Be thou such a one, let thy misery be what it will, what it can, with patience endure it. Thou mayst be restored as he was. Terris proscriptibus, ad coelum propera, ab hominibus desertus, ad deum fuge. 
the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding of the meek shall not perish for ever. Psalms 10, 18, verse 9. The Lord will be a refuge of the oppressed, and a defence in the time of trouble. Servus Epictetus, Multilati Corporis, Iras Pauper, At Haec Inter Caras Erat Superis. Lame was Epictetus, and poor Iris. Yet to them both God was propitious. End of section 23